Character down. Repeat, we have a character down. Dispatching CIS. CIS, the Character Investigation Service. A modern take on the classic character study. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the CIS Character Autopsy Laboratory. I'm Eric Thomas. Today's case number 10-26-2001. Case title, Captain Jonathan Archer. We all have those moments in our individual existences when we take a moment to look back and remember when life was simpler and we were so naive. The youthful bliss of ignorance clouded our perception of reality and life was beautiful and amazing, full of happiness and potential. We desperately wished to cling to our young idealism and balked at those of the previous generation who set up boundaries for us for our protection but like most youth, we must get out there and see it for ourselves. We must spread our wings and attempt to fly. After a period of time, we come back to our place of origin beaten, bruised, scarred, and jaded. Optimism has been replaced by apprehension and hope has been pushed aside by dismay. We have lost our youthful ignorance and grown into adults. This is the story of the Enterprise under the command of Captain Jonathan Archer. Archer is the embodiment of youthful optimism when the Enterprise leaves space dock at the beginning of season one. When he prepares to give his speech to the newly formed Federation at the end of season four, Archer is tired, beaten down, bruised, and carries many internal and external scars of his monumental journey through space and all that it entailed. The burden of the captaincy has taken its toll. On a personal note, it is satisfying that Enterprise ended with the formation of the Federation because at that point, what more could Archer and his crew be put through? Archer and crew single-handedly saved the Earth from destruction at the cost of nearly a quarter of the crew. The Enterprise returned to Earth full of holes and barely holding together. Archer and crew were forced to grow up quickly and learn on their toes just to survive the various perils of space exploration. It's quite possible that Archer and many members, if not all of them, had PTSD in varying severity. It only seemed logical to end the ordeal and let Archer and crew rest. They've done their part. I'm going to take a deeper step into the ideology of the Star Trek multiverse. We are introduced to a secret branch of the Federation that does not officially exist. Section 31 in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Section 31 is essentially the Federation's CIA but what makes Section 31 so formidable is 31 has no centralized system of management or intelligence. The intelligence information is split up among the various 31 agents based on necessity and assignment, therefore preventing a complete compromise of the organization. Throughout DS9, we see Section 31 agents do some seriously shady and at times downright immoral bad things to ensure the survival of the Federation. 
As 31 Agent Sloan puts it in his conversation with Dr. Prashir, I'm paraphrasing here, we do what we do so that you may lay your head down on your pillow at night in peace. In essence, Section 31 completely rewrites the whole ideology set forth in the original series of Star Trek. The ideology that peaceful coexistence is possible, all races can get along, and that there can be an intergalactic peace among all species and weapons are an option of last resort. How does this tie in to the story of Captain Archer? Star Trek Enterprise is sprinkled with mentions of Section 31 in its infancy. Apparently, some unnamed group of people had the clarity and thought to include Article 14, Section 31 in the Starfleet Charter. Given the character arc of Archer, he would absolutely be against the formation of Section 31 at the beginning of his captaincy of the Enterprise. Captain Archer would later say, I don't want to meet new species in a heavily armed battleship. But we needed those weapons. At the beginning of his journey, Archer fully embraced the ideology of Starfleet. Archer would take his ship out into the infinite cosmos of space and seek out new life and explore the vast unknowns of the universe, hands open in peace with no need to hold a weapon behind his back. Earth is attacked, millions of people are killed in an instant, and Archer is forced to go out alone to find those who attacked Earth and to stop them from finishing what they started. We see Archer's ideals drop one at a time. Archer resorts to torture to get information from a hostile alien species who has resorted to piracy in order to survive. Multiple times, Archer is forced to kill others in order to protect the Enterprise. Archer goes as far as to steal an essential piece of equipment for the Enterprise's warp core from an innocent group of alien explorers, thus leaving them stranded on a long and dangerous journey back to their homeworld. Archer does succeed at defending Earth from destruction, but at a very heavy cost. At this point in his journey, I think Archer would never publicly endorse the actions of Section 31, but privately, I think he would wholeheartedly understand and accept the necessity of an organization whose sole existence is to protect the philosophy and the peaceful, open-handed, accepting, galactic community of planets that would become the United Federation of Planets. Pivoting to another point in the journey of Captain Jonathan Archer, Archer's relationship with his Vulcan friends is quite interesting. It parallels the evolution of a relationship of a parent and child. Archer, ideologically speaking, is young and childish at the beginning of his journey and the Vulcans are very much a parental guiding force to the humans in Starfleet. Archer's relationship with the Vulcans is strained from the beginning because he feels the Vulcans are holding him and the human race back in their pursuit of an active presence in the universe. This is definitely relatable. As a young teenager, one's relationship with parental figures becomes increasingly abrasive as the loving parental figures set up boundaries for the protection of the youthful, inexperienced teenager. Like a rebellious young man, Archer eventually rebels against his protective Vulcan superiors, going as far as to forge an uneasy, strained relationship with the Andorians, the enemies of Vulcan. How many of us can say we've done that in our lives? 
Our parents or protectors say we must stay away from a particular group of people and we go out and make friends with that group of people in open defiance of authority. In this case, the stubborn, rebellious nature of Captain Archer would lead to positive results as the humans, Vulcans, Andorians, and Tellarites would become the founding species of the Federation. Like all young people who jump out into the world eager to live and explore their individual reality, Archer and crew make many mistakes over the course of their journey. They make friends and enemies and get into conflicts that could have been avoided by more experienced individuals. It's quite plausible that the various events over the course of Archer's command of Enterprise were analyzed and used in the creation of the Prime Directive, the Federation's number one rule of non-interference in alien cultures. In conclusion, the story of Captain Jonathan Archer is the story of us. It is a showcase of the tragedy of the loss of innocence and the painful embrace of jaded reality as it is. Like Archer, we all carry the pains and scars of our existence and we collectively learn how to survive day by day in our pursuit to remedy our wounds and return to a place of hopeful optimism that tomorrow still holds the promise of a brighter, more beautiful and peaceful existence. The forging of the Federation required great sacrifice from Captain Archer. Was it worth it? Again. We return to the logic of the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. The pain and sacrifices of Captain Archer and his crew did bring about positive change and ultimately save Earth and thus lead to the formation of one of the greatest forces in the galaxy. If I could ask Captain Archer, was it worth it? I believe he would undoubtedly and resoundingly say yes. It was. Thank you for listening to this episode of CIS, the Character Investigation Service. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you'll return again. Good night.